This is a Federal News Network podcast. It took the National Academy of Public Administration to sort out what had drearily become known as Sharpiegate. Appointed Trump administration officials at the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration contradicted staff professionals at the National Weather Service. The argument appeared during a presentation about the predicted effects of a hurricane. With how it dealt with that situation, Napa President Terry Girton. And Terry, this was highly political, I guess, because for whatever reason, weather, climate, effects on different zones of the country, whether they're blue or red and all of this. So the president had marked up a map with a, I guess, a flare or some kind of a magic marker. Anyway, what was Napa called on to do here and who called on them to do it? Good morning, Tom. It's great to be with you. Um, I think the really important thing here um, is the issue of scientific integrity, right? You want people who may be impacted by significant weather events to trust the weather advice that they're given from the professionals. And so in this particular case, um, there was a question inside NOAA about whether or not they complied with their own scientific integrity policy. Um, And so in order to sort of sort that out in the situation that you just described, they reached out to um, the National Academy. And I think there's two reasons that really we would have come to mind for that. One is our congressional charter that particularly charges us to provide the best nonpartisan advice to government agencies. And the second is that we just have this really well-earned reputation for comprehensive, objective, fact-based analysis. Um, And so NOAA decided that in order to sort of navigate the path through the investigation, they needed an outside agency with those characteristics. So they came to us. So it was NOAA, but the National Weather Service is part of NOAA. So how did that all work? I mean, who was your higher level up was your actual client? Well, we were approached by the scientific integrity officer at NOAA to do the investigation. And our focus was entirely within NOAA on what happened um, and how the communications were managed. We were specifically not looking at anything that might have happened at levels outside the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. And what specifically did happen, did you find out? What was the actions taken between NOAA and the National Weather Service that resulted in that presentation, I guess? Um, We were specifically asked to determine if NOAA personnel who were involved with the development and the issuance of the NOAA tweet on September 6th related to whether or not Hurricane Dorian would impact Alabama, whether that violated NOAA's scientific integrity policy. Um, And so to do that, we talked with folks uh, at all the different levels of NOAA. We reviewed their own investigations and documentations. We conducted a number of additional interviews. And we also talked to subject matter experts um, about leading practices related to the best um, policies for communicating weather events, right? So that you can build confidence in the the folks who are in the affected areas. So um, a very comprehensive investigation. And at the end of it, um, we had three allegations of, of violations to consider And we found that uh, in two of the three cases that um, NOAA personnel did, in fact, violate that scientific integrity policy. And the NOAA personnel were career or politically appointed? They were political appointees. And what did they specifically do? Well, they basically um, should have gone back to the scientists at the Birmingham Weather Station with the official statement to confirm that it was um, consistent with scientific uh, data. And they didn't do that. Got it. 
We're speaking with Terry Gerton. She's president and CEO of the National Academy of Public Administration. And how did you choose the people that had to do this task? Well, you know, Tom, all of our fellows are amazing. (laughs) But in this case, um, we pulled together four fellows who were experts in applying scientific integrity policies in a variety of circumstances. Um, Some from the academic research world, some from medical research, some from basic science, um, and one from really uh, complex leadership in the at the federal interagency level. So they they had all had their own deep personal expertise in scientific integrity policies, and I think their professional experience was really key and gave NOAA the confidence that it needed to act on our recommendations. And what were the specific recommendations they came up with? Well, there were nearly ten um, in separate categories, but they had a lot to do with NOAA needing to go in and strengthen their own policies, make better connections, provide better safeguards. So there's a whole list now of steps that NOAA can take to improve how they communicate internally in these kinds of crisis events and how they communicate externally. Because there's another element here. I mean, the perception, I guess, in the press and in the world at large from what the press reported is that there was ultimately White House interference acting through the people appointed at NOAA. And, you know, that's kind of a situation where, in general, I think NAPA and the nonpartisan groups would rather just stay away from, regardless of which direction, left, right, up, down, blue, red, that this is all coming from. And so how did the officials at NOAA then take the advice? Did they accept what you recommended? Well, the deciding officials report, which was released last week, um, fully accepted all of our findings and recommendations. And then um, just earlier this week, you saw the Department of Commerce IG release their at least summary report. We haven't seen the right, full report. Yes. Um, and so uh, we're very comfortable in the fact that they found all of our findings and recommendations viable. Of course, what action they take on those is up to them. We don't have any sort of enforcement um, responsibility there. But we feel very confident that the conversation will continue. Is it unusual for NAPA to have been pulled into something that looks so political as opposed to, I mean, you've done investigations of agencies that have systemic issues that develop over years sometimes, and not for any political bent, but just because of mismanagement or inattention to the mission and so forth, you know, veterans affairs, different areas there I can think of and agencies like that. Well, you know, um, more and more the Academy is being asked to provide these objective assessments on a variety of public administration questions that could potentially have political overtones. You know, last year we did an assessment at the direction of Congress, for example, of whether they should reestablish the Office of Technical Assessment. Now, it had very clear um, political agendas behind it, but our recommendation was really straight down the middle. Um, Last year's NDAA, you know, Congress asked us to do an assessment of the Office of Personnel Management and whether they were properly structured and and resourced for their mission. And we're currently engaged in another congressionally directed study to determine which federal agency is best situated to manage commercial space assets. So on the one hand, these are straight up public administration questions. But on the other hand, every one of them has potential political impact. So I'm actually really encouraged that Congress and the agencies are turning to us as uh, an objective, trustworthy source of nonpartisan advice. 
what political actions they take on our advice after that is up to them. But we feel really good about being called on in these situations. So in other words, you're working around third rails, but your people have pretty heavy gloves on that (laughs) will just stay away from that part of it. We do practice best safety measures. Absolutely. (laughs) Terry Girton is president of the National Academy of Public Administration. As always, thanks so much. Always a pleasure. Thank you. We'll post this interview along with a link to that NAPA report at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.